You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. We're grateful to have you with us. Uh, did you know that you can listen to Real Presence Live in any of our daily programs that you hear on uh, Real Presence Radio through our app? Simply go to the App Store on your phone and search for Real Presence Radio. Once you download that, Real Presence Radio is accessible anywhere you are at any time. So if you don't have Real Presence Radio app yet, be sure and go to our uh, go to your app store and uh, download it as you listen to our next interview. Father, who do we have? Well, we have Beatrice Comte-Charnock, who is a licensed counselor who works uh, out in an office here at St. Andrews. Glad to have you with us, Beatrice. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. And Beatrice, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, in my wildest dreams, I never imagined becoming a psychotherapist. <laughs> it's a profession, as you know, I've come to later in life. Um, but when I think about where I am today and where I've come from, I can, I can see the hands of God all over it. And I see that he's used all of my experiences, the ups and downs in life, to get me to exactly this point. Mm -hmm. So it's a privilege to be here. Thank Wonderful. you. And so for some years now, Beatrice has been available for people in our area as a licensed marriage and family therapist and also a drug and alcohol counselor, but with expertise in a lot of areas. But we've been talking over the last weeks, putting together some uh, just discussions for parishioners and others on challenges we're facing. And today, I thought it would be good to talk about the anxieties that we're facing in this time. So many uncertainties and um, feelings and emotions that begin to surface as the virus continues to have its effect on our world. But can you speak to this reality, Beatrice, of this anxiety, the emotions that are churning? Well, humans don't like change. We're creatures of habit. We're used to getting up in the morning and going about our daily routine, routines and then going to bed. Uh, all believing that when we wake up in the morning, we're going to repeat the cycle. We prefer pr predictability. It keeps us um, feeling safe and feeling like we're in control of our lives. But the pandemic has thrown our individual and collective routines into disarray. It's, it's utter chaos. It's, it's like being thrown into a washing machine um, and having it turned on and we're stuck in the agitator. We're just being spun around and there's no end in sight. We feel a certain amount of panic confusion, frustration, fear, despair, and a host of uh, other uncomfortable feelings. So looking at it from a counseling perspective, how can we work through these things, these feelings, this anxiety in a healthy way? Well, it's good to have some degree of anxiety. A healthy level motivates people to take care of themselves and fulfill their responsibilities and keep us safe. So the goal isn't to eliminate all anxiety. It's to keep it at a level that's helpful rather than harmful. That being said, uh, first and foremost, I think we need to offer ourselves a little grace at this time. We've been thrown, as I said, into the agitator of a washing machine on a global scale, and we're all individually and collectively just trying to find answers and solutions to put our lives back together. People are suffering in a variety of ways, some more than others. So we need to be gentle with ourselves and with each other, and it's going to take time to get through this, and we need to be patient. So we need to um, minimize, we can minimize anxiety by taking action. Psychologist Rick Hansen says that action binds anxiety. So do what you can today. If that means eliminating a risk that might even be a small risk, do that. So if that means um, wearing masks, facial masks, um, washing our hands a lot more often, uh, sanitizing, 
uh, social distancing, sheltering in place. Anything is infinitely more than nothing. I think the next thing is to stay calm. It's really um, important to feel our feelings, but not feed them. We don't want to chase them or marinate in them. And there are multiple ways that we can calm ourselves. The first I would offer is breathe. I know it sounds really simplistic, but taking deep breaths has been proven to reduce anxiety. When we feel anxious, we experience it in our bodies. We tense up, we perspire, our blood pressure rises, our heart beats faster, we may have headaches. Um, anxiety affects our digestion and it may disrupt our sleep. It can cause us to be irritable and lose motivation. Short term, these symptoms aren't, any, aren't alarming. Uh, they're the body's natural reaction to stress. But long term, these symptoms can be serious and problematic, affecting us physically and psychologically. So when it comes to breathing exercises, I prefer the 4-4-6 method, which is breathing in through your nose for four counts, holding it for four counts, and then exhaling for six counts. This is really helpful. Uh, when you think about it, uh, when we become anxious or stressed, our brains send a message to our bodies to prepare to fight or flight. That's great if we're preparing to defend ourselves against an attacker, but not so great over the long term. So when we feel stressed, we need to help our brains turn off that switch so it can tell our bodies to slow down um, the processes which would otherwise tell it to get ready to fight or flight. So deep breathing enables our brain to take in more oxygen, which in turn slows our breathing, our heart rate, our blood pressure, and thereby relaxing our bodies. And when our minds and bodies are in a more relaxed state, we can think clearly and rationally and not give in to emotional impulses. Another thing that really um, helps is physical exercise. That could include brisking, bike riding, kicking a ball, hitting a ball, chopping wood, beating a rug outside. Um, think of spring cleaning, lots of things, lots of chores related to spring cleaning that could really get some of that anxiety out. Another um, tool would be journaling, writing down all your angst, just getting it out and helping your brain to begin to process it. Um, one of my favorites is meditating and praying, and a verse I use a lot is Philippians 4, 6-7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, offer your requests to God, and the peace that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The instructions for coping with anxiety are clear and direct, pray and praise. Um, which then leads me to one of my all-time favorites, which is gratitude. Mm -hmm. um, practicing gratitude is a tool that I discovered long became I, be, before I became a psychotherapist. Uh, what we focus on and what we're grateful f when we focus on what we're grateful for, rather than what's missing in our lives, our minds are better able to deal with adversity and the ups and downs in life, and they give us a more general, more, generally more positive outlook. There's a lot of scientific research to support this, and personally, it's a tool I've used in my life, and I've seen incredible benefits. Um, another tool would be looking to others, um, reaching out to others who care about you, whether it be friends, relatives, your church, uh, support groups, just knowing that there are others who care about you, and that you are connected somehow. Um, and then finally, if if none of these tools help, then don't be afraid to seek out professional help. There's no shame in it. Mm -hmm. Right. Beatrice, thank you for all of that helpful advice. I think about, uh, as you're sitting here speaking, I was 
taking advantage of your advice on breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Rushing over here and deep breathing. But uh, think about the breath of the spirit too. It's, it's interesting how the physical and the spiritual are so connected, even just for prayer, yeah. let alone um, you know, just working through all of our churning emotions. So you said something about marinating. You know, it's interesting. Uh, in the last few days, I was talking to uh, another, it was a deacon. Uh, so we pray the Liturgy of the Hours regularly, this prayer of the church, morning and evening prayer. And it's the Psalms and other readings. And after years, you know, they really start to sink in. He said, I, I thought of liturgy this way. It struck me because so many are apart from Mass uh, these days. That, you know, it's really like that thing in which we marinate. The liturgy is Mass and, and this Liturgy of the Hours. It just kind of soaks in and... Um, you know, kind of softens us, and so I appreciate that uh, that talk about marinating. Um, and just uh, we're here on Real Presence Live. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Um, I'm Father Daniel Weiske with Deacon Dan Goshi and Beatrice Conti Charnock as our guest, who is a licensed uh, marriage and family therapist, a th psychotherapist here working in the Brainerd area. And today we're talking about anxieties and those emotions that we're going through in this time of pandemic and how we can work through them. You know, Beatrice, uh, you've spoken about the role of prayer here as you went through all these helpful strategies um, and the role of gratitude and praise uh, and the Word of God. Uh, that passage, I think, is so helpful um, in anxiety. You know, pour out your needs before God with thanksgiving. And the peace of Christ, uh, which surpasses understanding, will reign in your hearts. Um, can you say any more about uh, these strategies again to turn to the Lord or to to, to find that peace? Um, it's interesting. I, I I think I shared with you in a personal conversation that um, one of the joys of working within the Catholic Church is having so many Catholics come to me for um, counseling. And I love working with the clients who really have a faith that goes beyond just attending obligatory Sunday Mass, mm -hmm. who really, um, it, it just, it's just deep, it's in their foundation. You know, it's, it's not just the prayers, it's, it's that willingness to give up control to God. Mm. And, I, and I love working with those kind of clients who have that deep faith because when they come to me, they're on their knees, so they're but the, but they're they're so open to receiving. Mm -hmm. It's it's they've given up that it has to be my way. I have to be in control. I have to be right, and they're so willing to just surrender to God's will, mm -hmm. whatever that might be. And I have seen, um, like even with cu like couples therapy, just the way that one that one spouse can forgive another. Mm -hmm that I don't think exists outside of having that really deep faith foundation. There's a real depth there, a real power. Before Mass, I was saying, um, St. Augustine was uh, teaching that there's this love that God pours into us, and it's because he gives us that love that we have the power to love. And so see the depth of a, a person of faith, the power that they have, the, the resources, if you will, mm -hmm. because the love of God is, is poured into their hearts, and, and they're trying to be open to that. Now, I've heard you generically talk about that, that that there are such beautiful um, tools available to us who have faith you know to work through these these challenges in life mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. So forgiveness, too. We've talked about that in a, a podcast recently. Um, and anxieties and anger. Um, so the faith that... Oh, Beatrice. Um, I guess, you know, before we talk about any other questions, is there anything else that you want to make sure that we learn today? Uh, yeah. Uh, most of the news today, as we all know, it's, it's, it centers around COVID-19, and most of it is very discouraging. Every day we're told how many people have tested positive, how many people have died, how many people have filed for unemployment, and that if businesses aren't allowed to reopen soon, the economy is, is going to sink. If we make the news of the day our focus, we'll become anxious and depressed, and that's not going to help anyone. Um, we, we want to pray for the sick and the dying, but we don't want to give up on life. During difficult times like these, we need to focus on finding the small things for which we can be grateful and thanking God for all of it. Uh, also, I think we need to get out of ourselves. One of the best ways to feel better is to do something kind or thoughtful for others. It can be a smile or waving at them as you're walking down the road or driving down the road, a phone call to someone who lives alone, a letter to a long-lost acquaintance, um, offering to rake an elderly neighbor's leaves or going to the grocery store for them, when cooking or baking, making extra and surprising your neighbor with that, with that surplus. Remember that others are scared too, and we can help ourselves and others by doing a little extra, realizing that others may be overwhelmed, freaked out, or irritable, but give them some slack, because we're all under a lot of pressure right now. And to deal with the actual bad news, it really helps to recognize that, that there's good news. Um, it puts the challenges into perspective, and it highlights our resources, which is the basis for growing our inner strength, such as grit and gratitude and compassion. So think about the many things that protect and support you. In particular, think about the inner strengths that you've used for tough times in the past and which you could draw upon to deal with the challenges today. Mm. Right. It's so interesting in just life in general, so dealing with anxieties and emotions, but s spiritually too, that it's so vital to look back at where the Lord has worked or where we've come through things. You know, it may be just that we feel like I got through something. We got th through something on our own. You can see how you've done that, and it helps build your confidence to move forward in the future. But as people of faith, too, we can see how has the Lord brought me through these situations. And in that Philippians passage, where we're rejoicing, we're turning with our anxieties and, and petition to God, but also thanksgiving. The passage that you you cited is one of your favorites. That's part of the gratitude, isn't it? That, I see these situations that were difficult, that were uncertain, and how the Lord brought me through, you know, that financial, you know, losing the job, that not knowing where the next paycheck would come from, but but we got through it, not knowing, you know, with this friend's health issue, you know, we see how they came through it, or at least how there was some peace in it. Um, and I would hope that as Catholics and as Christians and as a society at large that let's hope that we're not like the Israelites who had to wander the desert for 40 years before they, <laughs> they understood what God's right. message was. You know, right. I think this is a really important time. And I think um, there's going to be some incredible, I, I hope, conversions during this time. Mm -hmm. I hope and pray for that too, yeah. So... Amazing. The, the human tools God has given us, he's created us as we are, body, soul, and spirit. You know, so we have all these strategies uh, available to us. Uh, the physical is important. Spiritual is important. They're connected. And so these ideas of even just 
breathing, of getting out and doing physical exercise, of getting out and doing works of charity, which is something so vital to us as Christians. All these strategies you give us are so helpful. Chopping wood. I know one of our staff members, their family's out chopping wood all the time. You know, <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> you can't go out and play sports with other people unless you live in the same house as them, right? So might as well go chop, chop wood. Chop wood, right? Absolutely. Right <laughs> Even the power of the Word of God uh, is a tool, like that marinating in the Word of God. I, I hope it's okay to share. There was a time that certain someone in this room, there was a deacon in this room. <laughs> Uh-oh. I mean, had a few. Is that you, Janelle? Yeah, maybe. Just an extraordinary, we'll say an extraordinary health crisis. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. I remember yes. that one very much. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. do I ever. Yeah, and I was, so they were, we were texting, and I thought, well, you know, all we had was text, really. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, yeah. I'm going to send the scripture passage, and boy, I hope, I hope it, I hope it helps it and doesn't, doesn't, it, you know, it did rub you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. No, it did, it did. Yeah, but it did, it did. It yeah. was a time of high anxiety. Mm-hmm. For, actually, for me too, I kind of felt it. But, did you? Well, apathy. maybe sympathetically. Yeah, yeah okay. apathy, right? But just to think, the power of the Word of God too, um, for us in these situations, because He really does work. He pierces through. Um, it's like you know, the sword that pierces through uh, to the marrow. and um, But, you know, before we have to go, Beatrice, uh, do you have any final thoughts or reflections? There are many reasons why people may be feeling anxious right now. Anx- anxiety is a normal emotion. It's not right or wrong. It's the body's reaction to a real or perceived threat, and it's just our way of making sense of, of the frustration. Things seem overwhelming right now, and it's easy to get lost in helplessness and anger and anxiety. Uh, individually, none of us has the power to make sweeping changes in our country, but all of us have the power to do something each day that makes life a little better for those around us. And I think gradually those efforts will rip, ripple out into widening circles in ways that we can't see, that will touch the whole world. So we're not helpless in our own lives. The words we speak, the attention we, we offer, the virtual hugs we give, and the virtual hands we hold, these all make a difference and they matter. Yes, and to have uh, t- the knowledge that these little actions make such a difference is inspiring. It's hopeful. And to have some tools we can use. I guess one of the things, kind of a, f- a last thought, is Jesus and his instruction, do not be anxious about anything. You know, seek first the kingdom. There's times that that instruction me s- used to make me a little anxious. <laughs> I don't know how to not be anxious. Right, yeah. You know, but I'm worried to about have some of these tools available, it's like, okay, there's, there are some ways that I can work through this. There's the command to try not to be anxious, but now there are some tools, uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually. So thank you, Beatrice, for sharing some of those today and, of course, uh, being available here so regularly thank yeah, you for our people. Yeah. Good to have you here, Beatrice. Thanks, Thank Dan. you. All right, up next, hear from one of the doctors on the front lines of uh, this pandemic and from another who will share an opportunity for you to join in praying for all of our health care workers as we give thanks for their heroic care and sacrifice when Real Presence Live continues.